simply to reduce the amount of time spent in post-production, the new Indispensable Show with Sable and Dave. Let's take a deep dive into the shallow end of American culture. And we're back again. I was just spacing out. I was just going to be reading my notes here, and I forgot we were starting a show. Very strange. The sound quality is just like life. Mm -hmm. That's a good commentary, (laughs) Dave Smith. Mm-hmm. Is it live or is it logic? No. Is it live or is it Memorex? Oh, we that's got the old. Uh, we're dating ourselves there. No, no, we're back. We're back. Uh, yeah. Welcome back, Dave Smith. Thank you. I'm Dave Smith. Uh, uh, what did I used to say? Moderately six. No, what did I say? A microscopically successful screenwriter. And uh, um, why am I so unprepared? Suddenly, I didn't have anything to drink. Um, no, yeah, uh, unlicensed I, philosopher is my, my new thing. Unlicensed philosopher. Yeah. My name is Sable Cantus. I'm an internet denizen. <laughs> that's my old. That's my old tagline <laughs> from from the days of blogging. Oh, sometimes I would just put human. Thank you for helping me upgrade my Hemingway's Underpants blog to Hemingway's Underpants dot com. So Heming- everybody go check it out. Hemingway's Underpants dot com. Yeah, fantastic blog. Yeah, and we did we connected uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. I, I showed you a little bit of uh, IT yeah. side of how DNS works. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Domain name service service service. You got yeah. it. Cool. Yeah, it's great, man. Dave, Dave, uh, for all the audience out there, Dave is going to be your next help desk operator. And when you need to get dialed out of the matrix, he's going to be the one that picks up the phone. If nobody buys my feature film that's under option or my um, TV show pilot, then I, def- I definitely will be your IT guy, maybe. Okay. <laughs> maybe both. I, I don't know. Well, that's like Netflix isn't going to buy anything. They're like laying off people now, but uh, maybe we'll talk about that later. Netflix, a big crash and burn. Yeah, so we've uh, we we've decided to make today a little bit of a freestyle episode, <laughs> and I think it's because maybe we push ourselves too hard to have a big structure when there's no staff to really fill and flesh out <laughs> the show and help us put together our three degrees to that's racist questions and all the the beef bunker information. You we know, don't we, have a staff of writers like the brilliant James Corden. <laughs> Great example, huh? No. The He's whole, leaving the show, by the way, is uh, that guy. The, oh. the hefty guy that sings. Well, British the, guy. The whole Blaze Network, that's a multi-million dollar network with staff and facilities. and For the James Corden show? No. You're talking about Glenn Beck? I was talking about Glenn Beck. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. They got lots. And, and uh, what's the Ben Shapiro one? Daily Wire. Mm-hmm. You know, they got tons of... They got... Uh, bodies to throw at things like give me five jokes although I, I don't have time to write myself the five jokes they're not coming i did give up on uh, ben shapiro when he went on the radio i figured if i wanted to hear a syndicated radio i would just turn on a syndicated radio i liked it when it was a podcast style and it changed enough i was like i got other things i can listen to <laughs> it's no problem there i still listen to him uh, on the radio if i'm in my car uh you know when it's on Oh, okay. So, KBC over here. Oh, California. I've never come across them on KFI. Yeah, it's KBC. Uh, KFI, uh, pretty good. Um, I don't like. Uh, actually, I don't like anybody in KFI. Oh, John and Ken, I like. John and Ken, they're good. Everybody else is kind of ho hum. I don't like Tim Conway. 
you know, like uh, Shannon and what's his name. They used to be like the news chick and a weather guy or right. something, and now they, and then they had a show. But to me, they're always going to be the news, news chick, chick and, and the weather, weather guy. guy or the traffic guy, whatever he was. Well, I, I think there's an interesting niche that we don't have to develop these skills, but to be able to talk about the same four or five stories for four hmm. hours yeah, with commercial breaks every few minutes and a news break and traffic, I think that there's a skill you de- that you must develop in order to be able to keep people not fully engaged where they stop work and they're sitting staring at the radio and throwing things at you, but not so disengaged that they turn off the channel. Yeah, they get a lot of repetition sometimes. If you listen to Larry Elder, very uh, repetitious. I wonder if there's like a hypnosis thing going on in there too. People would have, you know, well, a lot of left-wingers would accuse the right-wingers of doing that. That's maybe why they control talk. No, you'd think the left-wingers would be just as good at talk radio if they employ a, a hypnotic repetition sort of thing, persuasion, but... Lefties are terrible at talk radio. They just have nothing. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I know why. I think you know why. They don't well, do well at talk radio. But I'm going to say that outrage doesn't really come across the radio in the same way that you think it does. Hmm. Certainly not the way that it comes across on Twitter. It's one thing to rant and rave. Um, if you listen to somebody like Alex Jones, he was <laughs> like very popular on his shows, and he rants and raves, but that's different than what you read in in the outrage culture. And I think that that really puts people off. But the the repetition is important because when you're listening, you're not actively engaged in writing something or partaking. You don't really pick it up the first time. Mm -hmm. You actually need to engage with that material several times in order to retain it. And You're saying you don't pick it up on the first time. You have to engage with the material several times. Okay. Just learning here. Re- repeating. Sorry. Repeating <laughs> is different, though. I have the worst vocal fry tonight. You notice? I'm like... Oh. <laughs> You're like a teenage girl. God. You've been hanging around teenage girls yeah. too much. God. So in the, in the classroom when we're teaching, we will talk about the same concept multiple times. Mm-hmm. So that by the end, of, the end of a long night of class, you've heard the concept in different ways multiple times and hopefully that is something that you can take away in your study or in your notes and and not you necessarily but the <laughs> students in the classroom yeah well you're a pretty effective teacher so and if so, you're saying this then that must be true so far i, I try know, to i know it to be true instead of inventing um instead of inventing the best teaching methods i go with what has been proven over decades of teaching, I follow that research and I try to adapt as much as possible to that. So you're obviously that. looking outside of California for good lessons on how to teach things. You're probably looking at uh, data from like the 1950s or something, or 40s even, no, or I, even before that. I think uh, you're distracted by the noise of the bad teachers, and yeah, you're probably. missing the bulk of... We have a lot of teachers in California. We have a lot of people. So there's by just by sheer numbers, there are more good teachers here than anywhere else. Oh, thank God. We, you just might not engage with them. Well, yeah, they're probably afraid to say anything. <laughs> well, and in the in the college, I mean, oh, we're not going to go into the college system too much, but if you're if let's say you're faculty and you get tenure, that means they can't fire you for anything other than embezzling money or sleeping with your students. And even then, why can't you sleep with your students if they're over eighteen? I don't um, understand. Because you're in a position of authority over them. Hmm. 
it's a whole in the in what the if public. you're not in their class it's the, you, if you're in, uh, not in your class can you do that if they're just students at all it's most colleges it's not allowed <laughs> you want to keep that on the down low yet they're fucking every student which is weird <laughs> nice nice comeback it's so bizarre but if you were if you were a tenured professor, let's say that you were thrown into the classroom and you started teaching, and it, and you were teaching something you really knew, but you didn't know how to teach. You just knew about movies and screenwriting. Mm-hmm. You could be a total fuck up in the classroom, full of great knowledge, yeah. very personable in the meetings, and the students could spend your entire career getting nothing from you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they probably would if I was teaching such a class. No, I would have to have some sort of curriculum. No, I think you would just repeating. teach what you know. Yeah. You'd teach about writing and story. I mean, I've mm-hmm. learned a lot from you. Good. I'm glad to hear that. That's right. <laughs> well, now, back to our freestyle episode. <laughs> we have to get right back on onto the uh the we have to get on track with doing nothing in order. Mm-hmm. God, there's so many things just bouncing around. Do you know that uh the uh we had a gas tax that was set to come in in California. Another gas. We already have the highest gas tax, mm-hmm. but we have another one coming in on July first. Oh and my gosh! They're not going to stop it. They're just going to like, oh, what, what can we do? It's supposed to. It's supposed to take place on July first. And Gavin Newsom, of course, cares not. So he's going to no. let it increase the pay gas, for gas price. No, he doesn't. He probably drives an electric car, and we're all dumbasses. And um, you know, he's a dipshit. Um. We got uh, a lot of people running for office, though, uh, coming up in the uh, election. And I, I got a hold of uh, some of the uh, transcripts, if you want, because oh, I'm, I'm captioning yes, some yes. of the, uh, the ones. But I don't have them yet, so I'm not going to read. Um, if you want to take a look at one or two, I um, I won't read their names because they haven't come out yet. Okay. I don't know if they get, they get mad. Of course, they'll get mad if I'm making fun of them, but I'm not going to name who the person is. But, We're going to make fun of them, though, aren't we? Yeah, how can you not? Because these people are. Uh, <laughs> it's kind of amazing. Let me pull something up here. Why don't you vamp for a second here? All right. Well, I wanted to mention that our Twitter account is at Sable and Dave, and now that free speech is happening on Twitter, I've started posting on the account right mm-hmm. along with you. So if you actually went to our Twitter account, you're going to see posts like current posts, huh. recent posts. I've been oh. getting suspended a lot. Um, <laughs> that those days are over, man. Suspensions are gone. Cool. Uh, yeah. I like our uh, our pinned tweet right now. What's that? What do you get when you grind up a Russian dictator and put him on a cracker? <laughs> Putin on a Ritz. There you go. That That's pinned. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. That's your pinned one. Yeah. And then I've just been asking people, um, like, with all this concern about Elon and Twitter, should we rethink Hamilton's? Immigrants, we get the job done. <laughs> there was a great Babylon B one where they said that the you know Twitter uh, people they were, they would rather uh, you know uh, poison pill scuttle the entire company than to let it be owned by an African American. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. <laughs> that was so funny. All right, tell me about what you have up before we talk about Twitter and Elon. Um, let's see if we can read one of these here. Uh, God, I wish I should have. Um, I got carried away with shooting my new video today, which maybe we'll play the audio from. I don't know if we can, but you know my uh, my skit that I did this week. But I forgot to set aside one of the uh, uh, transcripts from people running for various offices, like mayor and stuff. But 
I don't know if I come across one. I'll pull it up and read it. But it, it was like I've I, I looked at five or six so far. I'm preparing them. And it's just people like introducing themselves. Like and it, it's all um, like take a shot every time they say the word empower or equity. It's all these type of folks who are they, – they don't really say what sort of plan they have. They just say, I want a better Los Angeles where people can – roam free with no crime and everybody has a living wage and nobody gets nobody's ever offended by anything vote for me i'm john it's like what what the fuck kind of campaign what is what are you talking about you have no plan for this and every single one of them was talking about how horrifying conditions in la i'm like you're not espousing any ideas that are different from the last 30 40 years that led to this do you we're just like, it's like the locusts. We we're just talking about that. They have no idea that it's them. The locusts go from one crop to another. They're like, there's no food in here anymore here. Oh, there looks like some, there's some crops over there. So they fly over there and they and they decimate that. And then they go, huh? There's nothing here to eat anymore. And then they move to Texas. They move to Austin. And then they go to like uh, you know Arizona. The locusts are in San Francisco. Yeah, they eat. They, they ate up San Francisco. The place is terrible. Yeah, let's, let's, let's go, go to Austin. Let's go to yeah. Let's go to North Dakota now. <laughs> and then everyone's like, "Oh shit, locust coming!" You know, locust coming. So these all these people were the same, and they're very focused on everything. Is like my brown skin uh, qualifies me to be a city attorney or whatever, and my my vagina. I have a vagina. You know, vote for me. It's like oh fuck. You know, there, there's a fallacy by by stating how much you want something. Like, I want to see a better Los Angeles. When you say that, you feel good because you've actually met that goal. What, you, what you're telling yourself is you want to be in the position where what you want is for this thing to be better, for this problem to be solved. Now, the problem's not solved, but that's not what you want. You want to be in the state where you want it to be solved, <laughs> and they have been mm. successful. And many people get caught up by this fallacy. I want to lose weight. Okay, success. Your body wants to lose yes, weight. Your correct. mind you wants do to want lose that. weight. <laughs> right? You've met your goal. You don't have to do anything further. Yeah, yeah. And that's the same fallacy that these blokes or jamokes are having right now. Yeah, guys and gals, and uh, it's... Uh, Kind of amazing that they don't have any uh, any they don't have any plan. They're saying they're they're just saying the same exact thing. We need to have more compassion for criminals. I, I, it's almost like that. The one guy said compassion instead of incarceration. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is why we have the problem, and he just wants more of it. God, it's amazing. Right. Well, they want compassion for criminals because they haven't experienced crime firsthand. The instant mm-hmm. that there's a, a bad person in their block or their or their front yard or their house, they're going to be calling the police and demanding service within seconds. Here's one from somebody running for District 9 to represent South Central. My story is like the story of many Angelinos. I'm a, f- a formerly undocumented immigrant, an educator, and a millennial. I was born in Tampico... Mexico something or other, a port city on the east coast of Mexico and home to several refineries. My grandparents raised me until I was seven when my mom brought me to the U.S. I remember that first day here, particularly my first trip to McDonald's. I was in heaven. But before long, I was also now undocumented. I spent seven more years undocumented. Undoc- means illegal, right? Um, that's, that's the new term. We used to call mm-hmm. them an illegal alien. Yeah. But that, that makes people feel bad. 
because we don't want to say the people are illegal, even though we're not talking about the people. We're talking about the status of their, of of their, um, their citizenship. They're citizens somewhere else. They're not citizens here. But you know, it sounds bad. It feels bad. So now instead of saying that you're not from here, you're an alien, and that you are illegally here. And maybe people just can't understand that those words don't mean anything about them, that it's defining the status. But no, 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 we don't say that anymore. Now we say undocumented. Yeah, we were at a unique point in our history to innovate and create a new, better normal for South Central. We need bold plans. To be, she doesn't have the plan. She just, she's saying we just need bold ones to build more housing, to support small businesses, and to create a transit infrastructure that sustains a growing, greener city. This takes new ways of thinking and a new type of leader. I am running to usher in, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, so her, I, 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 what, what is the new way of thinking here? Is the, yeah, probably, what is it? I think her new way of thinking is we need to root out institutionalized racism, which is what you've been trying to do and have done, actually. But maybe that wasn't really the problem hmm. so far. Maybe it was, uh, as Schellenberger would say with the homeless, is uh, basically just allowing open drug markets and just not prosecuting anybody for crimes, just letting them do their thing. But she wants to, yeah. And and its problem is uh, with how with uh, homeless. We just need to build more houses. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, we have lots of houses. That's what she thinks. You just build more houses, and they don't want to live in them. Well, technically true. If uh, if you did just build an extra twenty million houses and you had them all like somebody taking care of them all day, fixing them all up, and just didn't charge rent, yeah, they'd probably go live in those houses. Do their, do their drugs there, right? If they didn't have uh, to like pay any bills or anything, uh, I'm not sure. If their drug dealer was close by, what if you could get we, the drug dealer? We should in talk the to a social worker yeah. because I think that there are more things going on with our homeless population than the fact that there's a lack of housing. There oh, yeah. definitely are people that are living in their cars that are that can't afford a place to live here. That, yes, that is. Not the majority, though. No, very few. We had three. We had almost three thousand people die of drug overdose in Orange County on the streets. Wow, this is this number has been going up month after month after month. I think this for the last two years. He hasn't moved in like four days. This guy, he's been. I thought he was asleep. We had a guy for a year and a half living at the park who just went away recently. Yeah, and. Even some of the people that do have housing, I was hearing Schellenberger talk about this guy. He interviewed him. Actually, he said he interviewed hundreds of people for his book, and the New York Times bashed his book, saying he didn't even interview any homeless people. He's like, um, I interviewed hundreds of them. I don't know what they're talking hundreds about. Hundreds. They of just make people. shit up and say it's true. Fucking New York Times. But he uh, he said, yeah, one guy I talked to, he was sleeping in the doorway of this bank or something, and he said. Uh, well, I, I have a shelter down the street, but my drug dealer is right over here. I don't want to go too far from him. Right. <laughs> so he just slept in the doorway. Well, and the <laughs> the shelters sometimes require you to do something. Yeah. Like in uh, Kansas City, the homeless um, problem is getting to be as bad as it is in Orange County here. Yeah. And it will, will probably continue until it's bad like Los Angeles. And there were no laws that would allow the police to move anybody. There was yeah. no support. And for nine months, there was a huge homeless encampment full of trash on in front of the city hall. And so the city council finally passed some um, administrative 
ruling, I guess, to clear that out. But now what's happening in Kansas City is, um, well, when you get work done on your house, you'll hire some Hispanics, usually, is what I'm told. This is the the story I'm getting. Mm -hmm. And they will put up a tent on your property, Hmm. do the work on your house, especially if it's a big job for, you know, weeks or months, and then move on to the next job. Except there haven't been any more jobs. Hmm. So they're just living on the property in their tents. Mm-hmm. More people are showing up on the properties. Trash is building up. They're you know putting up cardboard and parking cars in front. And there's nothing that the city, the Kansas City, is doing to take care of these homeless problems. Now, who wants to live next to a, a homeless encampment where they're doing drugs or there's prostitution? Only Tyler, the most woke man in the world, would. No evil racist Republicans would want to live next door to a tent family on someone's lawn next door because they don't like brown people, Sable. That's the only reason. Um, no, I think it's uh, even even the good, compassionate Christian folks that would <laughs> take food over to them don't want to live next to them, don't want to talk to them. No, they don't. They don't. <clears throat> I think it's like anybody that's living there and worries about their safety, they're like, uh, this is not working out to my advantage. Nope. And uh, the California has probably got it uh, probably the worst, but you're just saying that. Wh- where was it again? Uh, Missouri? Kansas uh, City, Kansas Missouri. City, Missouri, yeah. Uh, well, we're leading the way here in California. We're like the van- on the vanguard of this uh, shit. So we need Sheldonberger to figure it out. I think he's our only guy. Okay. He's he's the guy that seems to know something about it, and he's not just an empty suit. He can actually communicate his ideas pretty well, and he's going to be running as an independent. Um, if you don't vote for him, you're going to get some empty-headed suit like Gavin Newsom again, for sure. So you got to vote for that guy. Don't bother voting for a Republican. They can't fucking win. So take Schellenberger. Hmm. Please. Hmm. Please, God, in the name of all that is holy. Interesting. And you're talking about the California governor yeah. right now. Yep, governor race. But I don't see how Gavin Newsom could lose, considering that he's lined up to be the next Democratic president. <laughs> I know, isn't it sad? It's it's uh, it's just confusing and maddening, isn't it? All the money will go towards the marketing, and they're just going to hire like, like it's he's got the classic beautiful um, wasp family. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know what he should do if he's going to run for governor or president? He should say, "I'm going to um, hire." I'm going to put Michael Schellenberger at the head of a task force to fix this problem. That's what you should say. And then I might go, oh, <laughs> okay. I won't be so scared. Well, he's going to be a terrible president, of course. But I'm gonna, I, I, I agree. He's going to be the president. He's good looking and people heard of him. Mm-hmm. So that's how you get elected president <laughs> in this day and age. Well, he's he's not big on Twitter right now. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that could be interesting because Elon Musk uh, in his, uh, yeah, his, his purchase of Twitter might really be the savior here. For free actual free speech, isn't this bizarre? I guess there are people who I didn't know this, but there are people who think Twitter was um, all they did was was uh, squash left left uh, leftist um, uh, ideas and just let the um, horrifying extreme right wingers on Twitter. But I had the kind of the exo- the opposite view. Like they were really obviously we know they. They uh, hid the uh, op- the the Hunter Biden laptop story, which was a totally legitimate story, and they just well, didn't. They that, just squashed it. Well, that that's just the most egregious yeah. of all of the Twitter problems. 
Mm-hmm. And just to recap for our uh, for our listeners, the New York Post, which is one of them, if it's not America's oldest running newspaper, it's one of the oldest running newspapers. New York Post was founded by. Do you know who? New York Post. I don't remember. Uh, Alexander Hamilton. Huh. Cool. I don't remember right? that. So the New York Post got a scoop on a laptop that belonged right. to Hunter Biden that had evidence of Hunter Biden smoking crack, sleeping with prostitutes, being inappropriate with underage women. Mm-hmm. And this... Now, the New York Post <clears throat> is definitely a sensationalist newspaper. Yeah. But they went on Twitter and said, here's a link to our article. And Twitter said, no, you can't link to that and just canceled their account. Yeah. <laughs> and then the New every news agency just just started repeating the same mantra, the same line, saying, "Oh, that's a Russian hoax." Yeah, it's a hoax. That's a you know, that's a ploy. That's fake news. That and they just berated the New York Post and the laptop and everything else without looking at the laptop or looking into the story. They did they didn't even like examine the laptop. They just said, "Well, I right. heard it's fake, so we're gonna right. Oh, we're this, gonna go with that." This is and this is the one they said. This is straight from the Putin playbook. <laughs> Yeah, which I asked for a copy of and never, never saw. Is it like the Putin price hike? I guess so. It doesn't exist, but everybody likes to think it is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just one egregious example, maybe the most, of Twitter saying, "You know what, Dave? I don't like you, and I don't like the things that you say because they disagree with how I think the world should be. And since I have administrative control, I'm just going to shut you down." Mm-hmm. And I'm going to lie and say that I didn't do that, mm-hmm. which is even more annoying. Right. We, <laughs> I think um, Twitter as a company, even though I don't like that, I don't like that they shut down um, people's speech, but they didn't shut down, they don't shut down hate speech, they don't shut down anti-Semitic speech, they don't shut down people that expressly want to destroy Israel or kill Jews right. or call for beheadings or the death of people, but Trump, they will... Yeah, Trump kicked off. Um, Al-Qaeda, still on. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Right? The Islamic... <sighs> the Islamic, the Nation of Islam is still on Twitter. Mm. Like, that stuff is still there, yet you can't listen to Alec Jones' crazy <laughs> BS mm-hmm. because he sold vitamins. I mean... Yeah, I'm Twitter is telling you and I, you're too dumb to decide what's bullshit. I'm going to decide for you what's bullshit. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, I might even take stuff that's bullshit and tell you that it's true. So Right. And so, you know, if, them. if the message is destroy America, kill capitalism, kill Americans, uh, then it's fine. So that's and may maybe that's because of the Twitter headquarters is right in San Francisco. Maybe they've been hiring this very progressive liberal staff all along. And here comes Elon Musk, who is South African. <laughs> he invested in PayPal. He's had multiple startups that have succeeded to make him the richest man in the world. By any right, he is a successful genius. Yeah. And yeah. it's been a complete meltdown when he came up with an enormous, unbelievable amount of money <laughs> to buy little Twitter. I remember him hinting 
uh, you know, at that talking about it uh, a month ago, saying, "Do you guys think Twitter um, is doing a good job at moderating free speech?" And it was mostly, you know, like eighty or ninety percent no. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hmm, maybe I should do something about that." It was like, "Is he gonna buy Twitter?" <laughs> and like, "What? That's fucking crazy." He's not gonna buy. Twitter. Holy shit, he's gonna buy Twitter. That's uh, never gonna happen. Holy shit, he bought Twitter. So I was listening to the No Agenda show, and they played a clip from. Uh, Jack Dorsey, I don't remember when this happened. Jack Dorsey was asking Elon what Twitter could do better. He said, what would you do if you were running Twitter? By the way, do you want to run Twitter? <laughs> Did he say that? He said that wow. to Elon. When was this? I don't know when the clip was. By the way, would you want to run Twitter? Exactly. <laughs> he said that. Like, what could we do better? Hmm. Okay. So the fact. What did like, he say? Do you remember? Because like, what do you think he might do now that he's uh, he he did actually talk about uh, opening up the algorithms, authenticating users, getting rid of some of the bots, allowing mm-hmm. for uh, for more open and free speech. Yeah, and I I would think that even adding as it, I'll be reading something if they mention COVID they'll put a little flag up there. Here's some real information about COVID, or, or you know, I'll re- read more about COVID. It's like just do that with the January six shit. Say mm-hmm. some people disagree with what this person said. Here's some other information. Just put that up there. You don't have to, you don't have to right. you know, uh, ban the person. Well, the more information that comes out about the January six um, incident, the worse it looks for the people involved. People involved in what the the actual. Uh, riot? No, or? The, the text messages yeah. between the leaders. Uh-huh. <laughs> like the I haven't pe- been following those. The people inciting mm. the the issues. Yeah, but you know everyone's dirty on every side. Like, why wasn't the National Guard there? Because they were told. Yeah, Trump even suggested to Nancy Pelosi that they get some troops over there, yeah. right? She just d- didn't do it. Right. <laughs> the National Guard was told, no, don't don't show up. Yeah, why didn't she, why didn't she do that? Interesting. So but, that that's a whole separate story, but I think that as a as an organization, right? You you do not have to provide me with free speech. You are not obligated to let me say anything I want. If it's your blog, if it's your newspaper, if it's your social media, oh yeah, like you, I can't have you. Yeah, you know, I can't. Um, I mean, you can't make me put something on HemingwaysUnderpants.com if I don't want to. Exactly. It's my private blog. Well, now let's say that you did allow me to post on there. Let's say I was writing, mm-hmm. I was blogging again, mm-hmm. and you decided you didn't want me to write a post about what a jerk you were. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Then I could get all upset. I mean, another post. You <laughs> I could get all upset and say he, you know, he wouldn't let me post about what a jerk he was. Mm-hmm. It, right? I'm going to lose that because free speech doesn't involve you and me it involves us and the government mm-hmm. yeah and twitter is not the government mm-hmm. although if elon buys it it probably will be right they're gonna the ministry of truth is gonna come in and decide that uh, we can't have this uh just like republicans have been saying for a while it's like this is becoming the public square you gotta regulate it they're like nah it's a private company now the shoes on the other foot they're like you know, your idea about uh, regulating that's a really good one. <laughs> Maybe that was a good that idea. That was a really great idea. We're going to do that. <laughs> wow. So transparent and cute. Well, it's definitely uh, it, it's definitely going crazy. I think that internally, the employees, the ones that would be um, sick to their stomach and in tears and crying and in a pool of their own uh, urine because the the chance that somebody might disagree with them 
those people might be sabotaging the company right now. Yep, could be. Um, they can't be surprised if they get fired, right? If they're talking about their new boss, who's like, he's like Hitler. Well, of course, they're going to fire you, dipshit. And people are saying, I'm scared. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been... I, I worked for a company that was bought like four times. Never once said, I'm scared. What's going to happen? I just went, oh, okay. What do I put on the letterhead now? Okay, <laughs> very good. Uh, whatever. Well, you, people weren't, are you weren't worried about losing your job, though. Yeah, I was actually. There was oh. downsizing. Yeah, there was. I, I've avoided the axe for 20 years at the same company. Wow. Um, and, but there's been and there's been three or four um, cullings, and I avoided all of them. Man, they should give you a gold watch or uh, yeah. something. <laughs> oh no, no! When they finally kick me, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, don't hit, don't let the uh, door hit you on the way out, asshole." That's the way it is now with the companies. <laughs> That's how it is. There's no like, loyalty. Fuck off! And we already forgot who you are, even though you put in 20 years. <laughs> it's not what have you done for me? It's what have you done for me lately? So I always laugh at the uh, people who are like, I, I don't want to have children. I want to pollute the world with more bodies we can't feed the people we have now i want to i want to find my my um uh personal satisfaction through my career it's like they don't, they don't give a shit about you <laughs> right <laughs> if you want to have personal satisfaction you actually should have children and a family that that would actually give you meaning not working at the fucking insurance company they, they don't give a shit about you or any company right they don't care and, and not everyone <laughs> can have kids but it's true that uh, that Harvard study we talked about, it might have been the a couple versions of the podcast ago. There was this, l- this long study, this 80-year study of Harvard graduates. They followed them throughout life. They followed the children. The children were in their 50s and 60s. And throughout, they were interviewing, like, what makes a good life? And it really boiled down to, like, what does it take for happiness? It really, really boiled down to having good relationships. Yeah. Like if you have somebody that you can love and who can love you, you live longer, you're happier. That's well, the most important yeah. one. And that's always been the uh, the <laughs> the wisdom of the ages, which which we know uh, the political left hates that stuff. They're like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. We're, we're the anointed, the youngsters who, uh, you know, uh, we, we know better. That old wisdom is, is silly and stupid. <laughs> That old male-female paradigm, it's dumb. It's silly. <laughs> we know there's lots more genders, and men, well, men, men have vaginas, and women have penises, too. It, it's going gonna, it's gonna to all swing around, and there's a, a, there's a theme that, that's been going on. I don't know if you've caught on to this, but because of the inflation and the stag, stagflation, and, and there's just been a s- roller skates, like four-wheeled roller skates are back, and <laughs> disco skating is happening. Oh. People are wearing bell bottoms. Uh, really? Women are wearing '70s fashion. We're circled back around to the '70s. So I'm gonna get back to like meaningless sex uh, with women at bar, like pick them up at a bar and have an orgy. And then there's gonna be AIDS again. It'll be great. Ah, maybe we can get in before the AIDS though. <laughs> huh. I think there's still time for you, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> I was only like uh, you know 10 years old in the in the '70s, so uh, you missed, missed it the first I missed time. That for yeah. So I when you said, those, I remember those girls though, like my babysitter and her friends, the older ones, like, oh man, that lip gloss and the tube tops Ooh. and the, oh man, they're so. When hot. you said Memorax, like that stuff's yeah. back, it's coming <clears> yeah. back. Those uh, uh, macrame plants hanging from the ceiling and the cork and the mirror on the walls, and uh-huh. they would have their high heels with the cork in them, and candies <laughs> were popular. But yeah, that uh, lip gloss and the blue eyeshadow. Oh, I love it. Oh, blue eyeshadows back too. That's yeah. a thing. <laughs> yeah, so 
I meant to ask you this before. What is actually going on with Netflix? I don't know much about it, but they <clears throat> they they've had a huge drop in subscribership, and probably just because people are like, "Yeah, we don't have to stay home as much anymore. We watched everything. Nothing's good on, so they're just stopping." And it rem- funny that they said there was a mass exodus, and it reminded me, "Oh yeah, I meant to cancel my Netflix, so I did too, just because that news story reminded mm-hmm. me that everybody's quitting." I'm like, "Oh yeah, me too," because the shows suck. <clears throat> Yeah, the shows are kind of shitty. Um, it's and they the- raise the prices too. Yep, price goes up every uh, every year. It's fifteen dollars and thirty nine yeah. cents for my account right now. Yeah, and it's really just I I like feature films, Sable. I'm an older guy. I, I like the. I'd rather see a one off. Like I'd rather see like a Bonnie and Clyde, uh, like Warren Beatty mm-hmm. film from the seventies, or some uh, Roman Polanski thing like Chinatown. Uh, I want two hours and I'm done. I don't want to watch Euphoria for seven eight hours and just be bombarded with like depressing drug addicted high school girls mm-hmm. you know having sex with with asshole boys it's like oh my god <laughs> it's like, really uh. you already lived through that once you don't <laughs> want to live through it again you know, i wish i lived through that sex part in high school but <laughs> well i i've i used to really enjoy sitting down and watching some tv like put a show on watch an episode or two or put a movie on I haven't been able to find anything worth watching. Huh. I had to That's go back and watch yeah. old movies. Yeah. Old movies are great. I, I had to watch watching. old and older movies recently. I bet you I can beat you. I was watching um, Modern Times the other day, which is a Charlie Chaplin film from like the 1920s. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty <laughs> old. Yeah. But <clears throat> yeah, interesting. Going back to the feature films and the old stuff. They... uh it's a, a little bit depressing right now watching stuff, and they're always trying to teach you something. Although modern times is trying to kind of you know teach a lesson about uh, mechanization and the dehumanization of the of the uh, corporate world, you know. Well, I think the lessons that shows are trying to teach now are just not interesting to me. I don't want to learn that all white people are evil and that every family should have a transgender and a gay. <laughs> <laughs> and somebody should uh-huh. be black or you're not like correct. Yeah. It's not representative of the world around. If you wanted to make something that was truly representative of of Southern California, it would be all Hispanic women talking about the poor black kids and how they really have to support them. <laughs> that would be representative of the area that we live in. Uh-huh. And there'd be like an angry Asian woman who is smarter than everyone, but can't get into UCLA because she's not Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. you make a show like that that's talking truthfully to the situation, maybe I'd be interested in watching it. But they're all pretty boring right now. Yeah, are there any shows that are just anti-woke? I mean, I just wrote one, but did you read that yet? I have to send it to you. You have not sent uh, me your show. We've talked yeah, about it a few times. Yeah, it's... I don't want to say what it's about because there aren't any shows about that, so I don't really even want to say what it is. Don't say it. Don't yeah. say it on this podcast. because no, we have so many Hollywood listeners. I know they're going to run off and steal it. You Bastards. never know when someone's listening. Yeah. They could just pop in, and that would be the one thing they hear is my pitch for my TV show, and they go, holy shit, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I texted you my movie pitch, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. which Yeah, I like that. I thought it was actually pretty good. Yeah, it could be fun based on a weird... Bizarre news story that I had no idea that this existed, but I really <laughs> well, dug it. Ah, uh, that's a good one. That's a, that's a good teaser. You know, at forty minutes, I feel like if we talked about 
the woman whose boyfriend wouldn't stop digging his tunnel. Hmm. It might take another hour. Yeah. I have that much to say about it. Why don't we push that back? Okay. And then let me just check the notes over here because we kept saying, let's push that to the next one. Let's push (laughs) that to the next one. Yeah, what have we been pushing that we needed to talk about? Uh, Gas prices. Gas prices. Putin's price hike, you mean? Gas prices. uh, I filled up for $4.99. I didn't feel bad about that. It wasn't as bad. Yeah. Okay. Me too. I got a four ninety nine er. I'll tell you what. I wouldn't mind if gas prices were five to six dollars if it meant that most of the people on the road just stayed home. <laughs> if it meant I had an easy drive through traffic, it would be huh. worth a few extra bucks. That's a good point. I remember uh, when it I, happened. Yeah. Uh, this was several years ago. Gas shot up to four fifty. Yeah. And everyone was panicking. They said the trucks were going to shut down. No one was going to be on the roads. And I drove into work. And my normal hour-long drive was like 27 minutes. Yeah. I was like, oh, keep gas at 450. Holy cow. Yeah, that's a good free market solution there. Supply and demand and prices high. People didn't buy as much. They didn't, they didn't want to go to you – know, they couldn't go to work. Maybe they couldn't afford it. Yeah, that was a little sad. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be insensitive. But can you believe they actually start? I heard Jen Psaki, my little hot redheaded spinner, mm-hmm. who's sadly going to be leaving. She's so good at her job at like at, at, at lying to everybody about Joe Biden. <clears throat> Just like what's her name, Kaylee McEnany had to. Mm-hmm. Her job was to lie about everything for Trump. And now and now Psaki lies about everything to, for for Biden. But anyway, she'll be a good liar on CBC, CBS, CNBC, MSNBC. I don't know, but. She's actually start. They they started really hammering the Putin's price hike. Putin's price hike. Like I couldn't believe that they they uh, trotted that out. Mm-hmm. But it probably works on some t- toddlers, I guess. <laughs> um, wow, it's amazing, and it, it's very Orson Orson Welles. It's very Orwellian. Orwellian. <laughs> it's Orson Wellian. It's very Winston Smith. I mean, it's his <laughs> job to go back and hey, oh, we got this new phrase. Go back and make sure that it's uh, applied to this uh, other stuff that it, uh, that it came right. after. But uh, Dave's referring to 1984, which has come up um, in popular culture as a reference for the last five or six years. It's been around a lot longer. But well, no, in popular culture, it's really been like people have been mentioning that. It's gotten a lot more ink uh, in the last few years. Yeah. So the key points to know is uh, Winston's job was to go back into the newspaper archive and erase people that the government didn't like. And yeah. change headlines and change mm-hmm. facts that were reported retroactively. So when you went to the historical record, it was always correct. Yeah, like if you had chocolate rations at uh, uh, eight ounces this week, and but it was going to drop to six, he would go back. He would go back and change the records that the that we had that we're going from four up to six now. Right. So he would just change the record, which we call that gaslighting now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, one of what I'll, I'll just mention two things about that book. If you haven't read 1984 in a while, you should read it again. Every day they had their their moment of hate, their two minutes of hate. Yeah, they had to really build up their anger. So they would you know get on Twitter or they would watch the news, <laughs> something like that. They would they would maintain the hate, and there's some reasoning behind that. And at the end, after Winston's punishment, the the true like. To truly have come full circle, he learned to love Big Brother. Mm-hmm. 
Not just accept yeah. his place with Big Brother, but to love Big Brother. Yeah. It's a tragedy. <laughs> it is a tragedy. He loses. <laughs> it is... Uh, it he is, is uh, broken and he is absorbed. It is a shockingly powerful book. But luckily, we won't have to worry about um, anything. Uh, we don't have to worry about misinformation anywhere because we're going to have a government, uh, an arm of the government, a, de- a department that's just making sure that misinformation is not spread. So it's going to be the arbiters of what is true. Um, and I can't, I can't see any downside to this at all, Sable. I think this is a great fucking idea. Well, I think that's <clears throat> just because the CIA needed some help. Yeah. This is just an extension of the CIA, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, people, this is the last, this is the fucking last thing you want is a, a <laughs> ministry of truth from uh, from our government. Because just ask yourself, do you want Trump in charge of that? Because you're going to get that eventually, or uh, some other guy you hate is going to be, do you want him in charge of that? Yeah. Answer I no. I can't believe that we're going to, two years from now, we're going to see Trump again running. <laughs> Probably. Oh, this should just be DeSantis. Trump should just... just I mean, he's going to be fucking 80 years old or something. Come on. I, yeah, I don't... I can't understand it. But I'll take him over Biden right now. The economy was, was way better under Trump. He, yes, it he, was. He didn't do anything retarded like, let's shut everything down because 1% of the people are getting really sick from this extra bad cold. Let's shut everything down. Let's fuck the entire global economy because of this. And then be puzzled when things aren't working very well uh, hmm. two years later, right? I mean, I don't understand why the why the U.S. military hates me. All we did was completely pull out of Afghanistan. We've been there for 20 years and leave billions of dollars of equipment so that Afghani terrorists could shoot us. I don't, I don't get it. Boy, there's a lot of things that we've done wrong, Sable. And, uh, well, not you and me. Not, no, we're only right. guilty of having shows that go for a little too long. Yeah, but not tonight, my not friend. Tonight. Not tonight. Uh, this episode of the Indispensable Show is brought to you by Cave Hill. Oh, I was just going to say the rabbit that, hole. I was just going to say that rabbit hole is really good because I think we, I had Elijah Craig first, but mm-hmm. the Cave Hill rabbit hole is definitely a step up. I just started sipping that. Elijah Craig, man, that was like whiskey of the year a couple years ago. Mm, it's good. It's good. Cave Hill is my favorite rabbit hole right now, though. This rabbit hole has like a sort of a caramelly, chocolatey, nutty sort of a. I know feel it's to wonderful, it. it's really right? Good. Yeah, it's it's really great. Good. All right, well, let's finish the show up so we can drink a little bit more of that. Yeah. Maybe next show we'll get a, a another sad State of the Union from you. I will work on it. Uh, meantime, go to Hemingway's uh, underpants.com. Check out some of my posts there. And I even put a video there that, uh, that I just shot uh, about the wokest man in the world. Hemingway's underpants.com. And where can they find you on TikTok? Oh, I, that's my uh, alter ego, Buddy Wayne Purdue. Buddy Wayne Purdue on TikTok. Yeah, thanks, everybody. Thanks for the plug, Sabes. All right, man. We'll see you there. If I ever do anything social media, I yeah. hope to get plugged too. Until then, oh, I, we're going to plug, plug you. I'm plug the shit out of you, Sable. <laughs> Ooh, that's terrible. <laughs> Let's go. I just noticed there's a rabbit on the bottle of the... Of the... <laughs> yeah. I didn't notice great. that before. All right. All right. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>